Courtesy of Bob the Engineer, Dolly the Reception, and yes, your host, your servant, the Jester. Oh. My. Lord. We're wired that way. No point in fighting it. Hi, everybody. I'm Archie Bell with the Drills of Houston, Texas. We don't only sing, but we dance. I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I'd like to teach the world to sing. Another public service announcement from Brill Cream. Finally, someone has reinvented the wheel. Hey, uh, you're tuned into the ravings of a clown on Chester Radio. <laughs> Don't argue with the ball. Roger, we'll go. It's as good as done. The complete solution for your home PC. those there <laughs> that's fucked up <laughs> hey good evening welcome to the ravings of a clown on just a radio Shh. hello my name is a white guy hello my name is jimmy pop come on in the other white meat. I can take the heat because I'm the other white meat known as Kid Funky. Schlatter, flat, I'm hung like planet Pluto. Hard to see with the naked eye, but if I rashed into Uranus, I would stick it where the sun don't shine. Cause I'm kind of Gotta like on solo. Always stroking my own wolfie on the roof. Hey, good evening. Welcome to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio. The roof is on fire. 
So hurry up inside, put your feet up, put your head back. You have head back permission for the duration of the shoe. For the next 120 minutes. We don't need no water, let the motherfucker burn. Burn, motherfucker. Burn. Something so fucking cathartic about saying motherfucker. <laughs> Let's try it with me, motherfucker. 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 Everybody out there in Radio Land, motherfucker! Motherfucker! I think uh, stupid goes along with that quite nice. You stupid motherfucker. (laughs) Feels good. Stupid motherfucker. It is good, but it stands on its own, I must say. I think motherfucker, maybe even more, a little more... No? Hmm. Hey, good evening. Welcome to the Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio. We're running a little early this evening, so we're just filling time. It's Tuesday, March the 28th, the year of our Lord, 2006. Hanging in the Jester Radio chat room with Uncle Jay Sid, the name of Ms. American Girl, the beautiful, gorgeous, lovely Ms. American Girl. And yours truly, and hanging behind the glass with the Lord of Sin. Good evening, Bud. How's it going? Good evening, Mr. Jester. What's happening out in uh, in in down in Hades this evening? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. The Hades Den. I don't know. I've never been to hell. I'm, I I uh, done my time. You know that uh, Flash in the Pan song. Hey, Saint Peter, before you ring that bell, I just come down from New York Town. Done my time in hell. So before you think about where you, which, which direction you're sending me, I just came down from New York. And holy fuck, what a bunch of shit that's going on in your sick fucking world. We're going to take a look at all that. And we got uh, what's going on in that sick fucking world of mine just back from the Yukon. And boy, are my arms tired. How many, how many nights in a row do you suppose it's legal to use that joke? Two. That's I think it. he went over. I think I went, he went way over. over. That's <laughs> fucked up. I can't believe I went over already. Yep. That's up. It's over. And um, so we're, um, and plus we have uh, all your favorite shit. The request lines are officially open. And we're playing just the most amazing shit tonight, including Roger Miller and Gilbert O'Sullivan and Looking Glass and Jonathan Edwards, Joan Baez, The Shy Lights, The Love and Spoonfuls, Mason Williams, Dobie Gray. And a couple of surprises. If you have any requests, send them on in to request at jesterradio.com. Keeping in mind there are two R's in that URL and um, uh, in that domain name, I should say. And also please visit us at www.jesterradio.com where you can uh, pick up some uh, genuine, uh, at the, visit the Jester Radio Tchotchke store where you can pick up genuine JR crap. And the, ha- and the holidays are coming up, Lord. Is that not uh, correct? Still, we have, yeah. There's always some holiday we're not, we're not past Easter. Yet. No, no, no. Are we? I don't know. Well, I tell you that those Jester Radio <laughs> boxer shorts—they make the perfect Easter gift. <laughs> sure, they do. Yeah, and also the um, the Dolly the receptionist barbecue apron. Hey, that's an all year. Uh, when children find that buried in the ground instead of those stinky eggs with the uh, with the uh, uh, yolk rotting inside them. <laughs> when they find the that that uh, die the receptionist barbecue apron instead, there's fucking happy children, man. What's the age group of the children? It's here? very young. It's a good it's a good barbecue apron because they can grow into it. Obviously, you've never had children. 
<laughs> Not that I would think to buy a barbecue apron. That's for. what they want. That's what they want. Believe me, I'm the father of two beautiful children. <laughs> uh, you could also make your request there on the request page. And um, I don't know. What am I forgetting? What else? Isn't it Jester Trivia Tuesday? It is Jester Trivia Tuesday, and we got Jester Radio, uh, Jester Trivia IA coming up. And so put your thinking caps on for that. And if you win this evening's Jester Radio Trivia Contest, Lord, tell them what they win. Something amazing will happen to you. I know. It's just beyond a lot of people, anything that you can think a of. A lot of people are quite stunned when they find out what it is. They are. Isn't it usually just one person? <laughs> but I'm saying people have found out because it's a different one person every night. Every time there's a thing. A little schizophrenic or something? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a different person altogether. One person wins it one Tuesday. And then the next Tuesday, another human being has something amazing happen to them. Unless it's the same person that answers. It's the never the same person. In the history of Jester Radio, <laughs> it's never been the same person who's gotten the um, trivia question twice, ever. <laughs> Except for Sid the Neighbor, who basically gets it every time. Right. <laughs> Acting Prime Minister, let's turn our attention to the headlines now. Acting Prime Minister Ehud Olmert declared victory in Israel's elections today, saying that he will seek negotiations with the Palestinians but act on his own, if necessary, to draw final borders. The guy that's been basically filling in for Ariel Sharon, who dropped dead suddenly of a heart attack a couple months ago, mm-hmm. was just elected president of Israel today. And he's a troublemaker like Ariel Sharon. You know, he, well, right. he says he'll do business with the Palestinians, but he's a hard ass. So do they have um, a real democracy so to speak over there as it well. is the uh, one and only democracy in the middle east is it is it honest i mean as honest is, as honest could be i believe i it's, mean i believe it, us <laughs> i believe it's superior to the american judicial system i think so it's not perfect but i think it's uh in you know it's a it's a democracy that came about 150 years after the american democracy it was the constitution was of course written by the americans so it's sort of an improvement on American uh, democracy, still not perfect. So why would why don't? But we they do have freedom of speech. They do have you know power, the freedom of the press. They do have the right to assemble peaceably. They do have the right to bear arms, which is completely unabridged in Israel. Everybody carries a fucking piece. <laughs> Keeps crime rates down, doesn't it? They have very very low crime, and they have a very vocal uh, media and a very vocal Congress which they call the diet. Israel today, has uh, democracy has spoken its peace in a loud and clear voice, Olmert declared. Israel wants Kadima, which means forward in Hebrew. That's the name of his party, the Kadima party. Everybody that runs, it's not like the Republicans and the Democrats in Israel. There's like 70 fucking parties. Everybody that runs is their own party. And then they have to build a coalition government because they have to get the Congress and the you know, um, Senate or their equivalent of that to come together, even though they're all from different parties. So every time there's a new prime minister or a new president elected in uh, Israel, they have to go through this, like, managing to to build a coalition government with all the different people that are already in power. Hectic. Hectic business. It's very hectic, um, but they sort of got it down to a science by now. So anyway, this guy is saying, we're going to talk to the fucking Palestinians, but, you know, we're not going to 
give them the fucking, you know, skin off our ass. Well, that's fair. In the coming period, we're going to move to set the final borders of the state of Israel, Jewish state with Jewish majority, Omer said. We will try to achieve this in an agreement with the Palestinians. Omer has uh, said that he would govern only with parties that accept his program. And projections showed a center-left coalition capturing 61 to 65 seats in the 120-member parliament. The hawkish parties fell far short of their plan to win enough seats to block Omer's program. So there are those who are, you know, real uh, warmongers. They didn't win. So he's sort of moderate right. Meanwhile, al-Qaeda conspirator Zacharias Musawi uh, offered last month to testify for prosecutors against himself as, at his death penalty trial, and he told agents that he didn't want to die in prison, according to last-minute testimony today. The bizarre testimony capped a trial that's seen more than, of course, this is the guy they're trying now for being the 20th hijacker. They claim he knew all about the uh, September 11th. He was supposed to be involved in September 11th, but just because he happened to have been arrested a couple of weeks before and was sitting in jail, he couldn't participate. But because he was in jail, he could have very easily have told the cops, and because he didn't, and he knew it was going to happen, then they're trying him for a conspiracy because he knew about it and didn't tell. Hmm. And he'll spend his life in jail. Bizarre testimony capped a trial that's seen more than its share of the unusual over three tumultuous weeks introduced as part of a brief government rebuttal case. This testimony may be the firmest evidence that this 37-year-old Frenchman of Moroccan descent hopes for martyrdom through execution and could provide fodder for the closing arguments of both prosecutors and Musawi's court-appointed defense attorneys. He basically got up and said, yeah, I'm the fucking one. He, even though he's pleaded not guilty and denied it all along, he got up and he said, yeah, I did it all, and I was going to be the fucking 20th guy, and I knew all about it. Somebody probably slipped him a little note. No, man, he's, <laughs> a, he's just a wacko. Like, all of these guys, these guys are not, you know, really... Th this is not a political or a religious movement. Right. It's a group of wackos, people who are disenfranchised, who are mentally ill, who are bloodthirsty fucking murderers just looking for a banner, a, an excuse to hang over their fucking, you know, uh, uh, butchery and say, this is why I did it. They didn't say he was French, right? The truth... <laughs> The truth is that you and I hate lots of fucking things, and we will never, ever ram fucking airplanes into office buildings too because we're just too fucking sane. That's the only difference. These people hate, but they're mentally ill, so they just invent some shit, you know. I don't care how much I believe in a cause, no matter what, I am not. Here's my guarantee now. You all have it. I'm never going to fly an airplane into an office building, no matter how much I believe in it. Equal rights for monkeys, save the owls, ain't going to do it. <laughs> you didn't say anything about residential zones. I didn't say, that's true. <laughs> Just the office buildings are safe. The office buildings are safe. The rest of you, look out. Here he comes. Now, this is the story we were talking about before. More than one million people poured into the streets across France and strikers disrupted air, rail, and bus travel today, even shutting down the Eiffel Tower, the fucking Eiffel motherfucking <laughs> tower. These cocksuckers in the largest nationwide protest over a, a youth labor law. Get a load of this. Scattered violence erupted in Paris because what sends a message that we care about our children more than ransacking cars and looting 
retail outlets. Right. Riot police used water cannons and tear gas to disperse several thousands of Utes who pelted them with stones and bottles. After an otherwise peaceful march, more than 240 people were arrested. Unions and the leftist opposition joined in solidarity with the angry students for the one-day strike, increasing the pressure on Prime Minister Dominique de Villepine to withdraw the measure that makes it easier to fire young workers. You heard me. This is why one million Frenchmen poured into the fucking streets today and the rails and buses and even the Eiffel goddamn tower (laughs) went on strike was because the government is planning to pass a law that would make it a little easier to fire people who are young. You with me? Yeah. So here's the deal. There's no solar eclipse today. The solar eclipse is not today. I think it's tomorrow, actually. We have a story on it coming up. So here's the deal. If you're, 20, if you're younger than 26, um, companies can fire employees that are under 26 without reason for the first two years they're on the job. After that, they have to have a reason. And if they're older than that, they have to have a reason. They have 22% unemployment in France. So and, and so instead of making it easier for the businesses to hire whoever the fuck they want and pay them whatever the fuck they want so that there's a chance of building up the fucking economy in France, they have these outrageous laws protecting the workers. Now, let me tell you something, folks. Workers are everybody. <laughs> Even if you own a company, you're a worker. So don't fucking kid yourself. Everybody wants to be, you know, uh, uh, rich, but nobody wants to fucking, you know, earn it. Free ride. Everybody wants a free ride. Everybody wants an entitlement. Everybody thinks they're born into this fucking world, and the world owes them something. So they, so they went ape shit riding in the fucking streets because they want to allow the companies privately owned independent companies to be able to fire you without any fucking reason if you're under 26 and you've been there for less than two years. Let me tell you something. I have owned businesses in my life, and I hired whomever and whatever the fuck I wanted to and didn't hire whomever I wanted to. And not only that, but by the way, I'm all for fucking discrimination too. How's that? My fucking company, if I don't want niggers and Jews working there, I don't fucking want it. I shouldn't have to have it. It's too late on the hiring a Jew guy. <laughs> that may be, but <laughs> you employed yourself. That's still my, my, I have to fire myself. <laughs> God damn it! Can't have those filthy fucking rats running around the place <laughs> like Hitler, man. <laughs> if I Jews wanted to be like, I didn't say I want to kill them. <laughs> I just said they can't fucking work for me. It's my goddamn prerogative. No soup for you. This is how it is. If you you know every uh, a liberty comes at a cost. Thomas Jefferson said that. So if you want to have the liberty of free speech, then you have to tolerate people who have, whose speech is filled with hate. And if you want to tolerate freedom of the press, then you have to tolerate people publishing articles that you disagree with. And if you want to tolerate free enterprise, then you have to let people who will start their own business with their own money do whatever the fuck they damn well please with it. Hire whom they want, fire whom they want at their leisure, at their sole 
discretion. And for the government to stick their fucking nose in and say, no, you didn't have a good reason to fire him. How about I wasn't fucking feeling good that day? How about I just don't want that many employees? How about I don't fucking like the way his fucking picks his nose in the copy room? Why should I answer to you what my reason is that I fired the guy? I hired him. He works for me. At my good graces. So the frogs then fucking who uh, apparently have at, at, at this point come to have such a, a, a fantastically high level of expectation of entitlement that they're protesting this law that says businesses can fire you if you're there for less than two years and you're under 26. Still, if you're there for more than two years, if you're a good enough worker and you last for the two years, or if you've worked long enough and you're an older person – Still, they have that protection, which is outrageous as far as I'm concerned. But still, they give it to them. But no, that's not good enough. <laughs> they want it for the first two years. They want it from the second they fucking sign on. You're stuck with me. If I trick you into hiring me, then you're fucking stuck with me unless you can fucking get an act of Congress passed. <laughs> that's nuts. To get me fired. I got a friend, uh, you know, this guy out on uh, the left coast, uh, the Pry, who works for the government. And he loves to tell me, man, how it would basically take an act of Congress to get him fired at this point. He's got like, you know, 16 points or whatever the fuck the pointage system is in the government empl employment. Well, he's up there. Hey, you're listening to the Rovings of a Clain. This uh, Tuesday, March the 28th, the year of our lard, 2006. Please don't fuck with that dial. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you know where to go. Pet Clark knows where to go. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got worries, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. Downtown, just listen to the music of the traffic in the city. Linger on the sidewalk where the neon signs are pretty. How can you lose? The lights are much brighter there. You can't forget all your troubles, forget all your cares, so go Don't hang around and let your problems surround you. There are movie shows downtown. Maybe you know some little places to go to where they never close. Downtown, just listen to the rhythm of a gentle bottom over. You'll be dancing with them too before the night is over. Happy again. The lights are much brighter there. Can't forget all your troubles, forget all your cares, so go downtown, where all the lights are bright, downtown, waiting for you tonight, downtown, you're gonna be alright now. 
together again. There's a port on a western bay and it serves a hundred ships a day. Lonely sailors pass the time away and talk about Harbor town, and she works laying whiskey down. They say brandy, fetch another round. She serves them whiskey and wine. They say they say brandy. Silver from the north of Spain A locket that bears the name Of a man that Brandy loved He came on a summer's day Bringing gifts from far away But he made it clear he couldn't stay No harbor was his home The sailor said Brandy Yeah. 
closed down Brandy walks through a silent town And loves a man who's not around She still can't hear him say She hears him say Brandy Crazy shit. It's not good for your speakers either. Hey, you're listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio this Tuesday, March the 28th, the year of our Lord 2006, hanging behind the glass with the Lord of Sin. Good evening, bud. Good evening. Fine show so far. Thank you so much. We have a lovely selection from the uh, 60s and 70s this evening. Is that the theme? From the AM Gold collection. Or is it just well, it may wall? be. I'm just sort of, uh, I, I was looking through it and I couldn't stop. Picking tunes from it, so whatever works. So many great fucking tunes in the sixties and seventies. For me, I break everything down into old music and new music. New music is anything after the White Album, nineteen December of sixty nine. Everything in seventy forward is like the new stuff. <laughs> I still haven't gotten to everything yet. I used to hate I'm the sixties. I'm 70s. just catching up. You hated the era, or you hated the, the music? The music from the era. era. And then the more I listened to it, uh, the more I started enjoying it. Well, you get smarter when you get older. Is that what it is? Yeah, it takes a little little brains, a little keppy <laughs> to understand the, the, the more sophisticated music of the 60s and 70s. More of an appreciation. Right. It's music appreciation class. Supreme Court justices appeared troubled today by President Bush's plans to hold war crimes trials for foreigners held at Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. You know about this Gitmo Bay um, where America has this tiny little military base. They've built this fucking secret prison where they smuggled folks away. They snatched them up off the streets of Iraq and Pakistan and Afghanistan, and they secreted them away to... And, of course, now there's stories that um, certain governments have been known to pick up people like in Germany and pick up people um, on the streets in Germany and then deliver them <laughs> to some, you know, shady country like Turkey or or um, some other fucking country where the United States has a deal but where they're happy to look the other way. And then they send them off to Gitmo Bay. It's a nice little arrangement. They have no fucking lawyers. They have nothing. They're kept as basically prisoners of war, even though from they're from like 40 different countries and <laughs> different political things. They're not all members of a single army. You know, the whole that's the whole joke about this so-called war <laughs> is all the rules of war are all about fighting a single enemy. They're just picking and choosing who their enemy is. Uh, you, you're with the <laughs> war. Uh, you over there uh, with that. No, you next to him with the hat. <laughs> you're you're in the war. Get on the truck. Yeah, get on the fucking truck. Step on the plastic. That's right. <laughs> That's what they're doing with this fucking war. There's no war. That's like saying everybody that fucking steals a car is like we're at war against car stealing. 
It's just a crime. The people should be fucking thrown in jail. They should be investigated. They should be see where people are planning to fucking do it and stop them before they do it. The same shit they say they're doing now, which they ain't. I heard a very funny thing the other day, a news report from like the year 2050. <laughs> and it was like George Bush, the 16th, you know, was the president of the United <laughs> <Shit>. States. <laughs> and there was all this funny shit. And then like, the you know, at the end they go, and uh, George Bush, the 16th, says that he believes they're going to catch Osama bin Laden any day. <laughs> <laughs> Several seemed outraged by the government's claim that a new law had stripped the High Court of Authority to hear a case brought by Selene Aman Hamdan. What happened? This guy went to the Supreme Court of the United States saying, I haven't gotten a lawyer. I haven't fucking gotten any, been charged with any fucking crime. You know, uh, why don't the laws, you know, uh, apply to me? And the United States government went to the Supreme Court and said, we would like you to excuse yourself from this case. <laughs> We think that we have authority over you. The White House has authority over the Supreme Court. And we would like you to just ignore everything that's going on and just be on your way. And the Supreme Court said, excuse me? You want what? I don't fucking think so. <laughs> Hamdan has spent nearly four years in a U.S. prison in, Gu in Guantanamo. And the Supreme Court has been asked to decide if he can be put on trial with fewer legal protections before a type of military tribunal last used in World War II. The appeal could set the stage for a landmark ruling, and the courtroom atmosphere was tense. The use of military commissions to try enemy combatants has been part and parcel of the war power for 200 years, Solicitor General Paul Clement told, told justices. He's saying, we've been using this war tribunal thing for 200 years. Why can't we keep using it? And the Supreme Court said, because it's not a fucking war, you assholes. <laughs> Who's the president of the war? Where's the general on the other side? Where's the army? What color are their uniforms? This is not a war. You can't just pick people off the streets from 40 different countries and say, oh, we shouldn't have to give them rights because they're all part of our war. <laughs> what if then tomorrow they decide to declare war on drugs and say they're terrorizing people? Mm. What if they do the same thing to prostitutes? And they say, no, they're terrorizing the neighborhood. They're bringing morality you see, man, well, you can't, you know, when you can't fucking draw the line, man, it's a slippery slope. Got some internal prick waving going on. Eh? Two years ago, the Supreme Court ruled that a state of war is not a blank check for the president when it comes to the civil rights of the nation's citizens. Hamdan's lawyer, Neil Katal, told justices that the Bush administration is seeking a blank check to do what it wants with foreigners held at Guantanamo Bay. The U.S. prison has been a flashpoint for international criticism because hundreds of people suspected of ties to Al-Qaeda. That's all you have to be is tied That's right. to Al-Qaeda. Uh, and the uh, Taliban, including some teenagers, have been swept up by the U.S. military and secretly shipped there since 2002. At first, the Bush administration would not let the detainees see lawyers or notify family where they were, and interrogators used aggressive strategies to extract information. So it's, a, it's, it's, it's unbelievable because the United States certainly must know that it's long ago been determined that torture has very, very low effectiveness rate of extracting usable intelligence. Usually when you t put the fucking car battery to somebody's nuts, they'll basically just start fucking screaming anything you want them to hear. 
They don't even know what they're saying at that point. They just want it to end. They just want it to fucking end. Need a scapegoat for something. Only a few weeks ago, in response to a victory in a lawsuit by the Associated Press, did the administration release names of the detainees. They've been held there for three years. You know, the United States has now officially been in Iraq longer than they were in World War II. And you think about it, we look back on World War II and what an amazing fucking drain that was on the U.S. And what a trying, brutal time it was in the U.S. And this is now going on longer than that. The 12 trillion dollars is that what 12 trillion dollars justin stephen Breyer said that lawyers for hamdan who faces a single conspiracy count argue there's no emergency to justify a special trial if the president can do this well then he could set up commissions to go to toledo and in toledo pick up an alien and not have any trial at all except before the special commission Breyer said without chief justice john roberts a conservative bush nominated last year the argument seemed lopsided Against the government, Roberts supported the Bush administration as a lower court judge and had to withdraw participating. So thank God he had nothing to say. Justices Antonin Scalia and Samuel Alito gave hints that they support the administration, both suggesting that the high court should delay a decision until after the trial is over, much like the courts do with regular criminal defendants. Roberts was on a three-judge panel of the U.S. Supreme Court of appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit that signed off on the military trial for Hamdan. Scalia has been asked by five retired generals to withdraw from participating in the case because of remarks he made in a recent speech in Switzerland about enemy combatants. Scalia said foreigners, foreigners waging war against the United States have no right under the Constitution. Hmm. Well, I don't know if I don't disagree with that. If you don't live in the, in the United States, uh, do you not have rights? Hmm. I don't know. Does the Constitution know. say that the that the rights only apply to the uh, uh, citizens of the country? I don't think so. It says right. that you have inalienable rights for life, oh. liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The inalienable means nobody can take it away from you. Nobody. Right. So if the United States Constitution recognizes that those rights are the rights you're born with, and nobody has the right to take them away from you, then I guess it's got to apply to the foreigners, too. Yeah. That's the way it is. If you want to live in a civilized country and be treated in a civilized way and live in a decent, civilized, uh, humane world, then you have to treat everybody the same. You can't say, no, it's good enough for our children, but if they come from, you know, over the border, then we could fucking, you know, attach car batteries to their nuts and not have any ethical problem with that. They're all fucked up. They're not one of us. This doesn't really come as a surprise, though. No, this has, been the, uh, this has been the tenor of the Bush administration. They do whatever they want anyway. Nearly three-quarters of Americans questioned last week, about 74%, said they encounter profanity in public frequently or occasionally, according to an Associated Press Ipsos poll. Two-thirds said that they think People swear more than they did 20 years ago. <laughs> and as for, well, the gold standard of foul words, a healthy 64% said they used the F word, ranging from several times a day, 8%, to a few times a year, 15%. 15% claim they say the word fuck a few times per year. <laughs> I say it a few times per sentence. <laughs> Just ask Joe Cormack, like any bartender, Cormack of Fort Dodge, Iowa. Here's a lot of talk. Not really offended by bad language. Hell, 
He uses it himself every day. But sometimes a customer will unleash the F word so many times, Cormac just has to jump in. Do you have any idea how many times you just said that? <laughs> he says, uh, I mean, if I, if I take that word out of your vocabulary, you got nothing. <laughs> It's not just at the bar or on TV or on the Senate floor, of course, for that matter. Vice President Dick Cheney said fuck uh, last year, two years ago in an argument. At the community college where Cormac studies journalism, students will occasionally inject foul language into classroom discussions. Irene Kramer, a grandmother in Scranton, Pennsylvania, gets her ears singed when passing by high schools near her home. She can hear them talking inside the high school? (laughs) She got some kind of fucking. We should put it to work. What we hear is gross, says Kramer, sixty-seven years old. I tell them I have a dictionary with a Roger's thesaurus, and I don't see any of those words in there. Well, she better get some fucking glasses too, because all them words yeah, are in yeah. there. I don't understand why these parents allow it. She said, "Why the parents allow their children to use these words?" Oh, jeez. We got something going on, man, that, you know, folks, there are no bad words. Nobody has ever, ever been hurt by a word. I can call you fuck, nigger, cunt, fuck face. Doesn't mean a thing. They're just words. Chink, heeb, kraut, Nazi. What do I call you all the time, Lord? Yeah, Nazi, kraut, Jew hater, racist. Juden, munchen. My, my clan affiliation. What, what's the, what, how do you say in German a, a Jew eater? Judenmunchen? Judenesser, Judenfresser. 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 Yeah, I like a, that. I don't. <laughs> Put a little bacon on him. <laughs> words can't hurt anybody. In fact, it's only because we go around saying that words are bad. Here's the trick, folks. Stop saying it. Stop caring. Stop listening. Stop worrying. And... That's okay. You should. Everybody should practice. Everybody should go out and say nigger, nigger, nigger like ten times a day. Loses all meaning. <laughs> nigger, 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 nigger. I do it like ten times a day. <laughs> Notice you're not surrounded by any of them, though. <laughs> I am all the time. That's not true. I say nigger to niggers, <laughs> and I say Jews to Jews, a kike to Jews, and well, here they're just the words, man. They can't fucking harm anybody. And say fuck and piss and shit and cunt. And cocksucker and motherfucker and tits. Right there. That's right, man. Cunt. I love that word. What's the What's a better thing than a cunt? <laughs> it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Twat. You know what's really good? Call a guy a cunt. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing better than that, man. Isn't that like a, a that's like, punch? Forget, that's like calling him a homo. <laughs> yeah, you can't. At the you same can't, time, you can't do that. <laughs> that's a, that's a hit below the belt. So <laughs> you cunt. Yeah, believe me, man. It's such an incredibly versatile word. doesn't come close to the, of course, the F word. Younger people admit to using bad language more often than older people. I guess this is from the no shit file. Showed 62% of 18 to 34-year-olds acknowledge swearing in conversation at least a few times a week compared to 39% of those 35 and older. More women than men said they encountered people swearing more now than 20 years ago, 75% compared to 60%. Also, more women said they were bothered by profanity. 74% at least some of the time than men, uh, 60%. And men admitted to swearing 54% at least a few times a week, compared to 39% of the women. So, I don't know. That's, that's crazy. 
Thirty-two percent of the men said they use the F word at least a few times a week, compared to twenty-three percent of the women. So men obviously swear more than women. No, you know, big fucking surprise at that. Where are they coming up with these numbers, though? <laughs> Everybody I know uses the F word like three times a day, if not more. Yeah, well, a lot of people don't use it. They avoid it. They're very skittish about it. And women. I don't think I've known a woman that did not have the word bitch, whore, slut, hussy, that, <laughs> cunt in her to vocabulary. Des- to describe her, you mean, but not necessarily. No, no, no. I know. I'm just kidding. They all know. They all say it. Look at that bitch. Well, that bitch thinks it's better than me. Look at that slut, that hussy. What that, is she wearing? That's because of the class of broads you hang out with. That's got nothing to do with general women. They have none? Regular women, exactly. <laughs> right. Regular classy broads aren't like that. Oh, when they get together, I'm sure that the word is exchanged at one point or another in the conversation. There are these broads, man. You, 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 you're kidding yourself. You're a child and you don't understand. You're stupid. Okay. You're kind. There's a child. <laughs> I'll send you a coupon. There's a, ga- there's, there's a kind of chick out there who hasn't even looked at her own pussy yet. Right. So there are chicks that are so fucking shy and uptight, you know? They haven't broken out the mirror. If I had a vagina, I'd never leave the fucking house. <laughs> Surgeons operated on a two-month-old Pakistani girl today to remove two fetuses that had grown inside her while she was in her mother's womb. You ever notice you never hear this shit happening like in Texas? It's always like in Pakistan and fucking Chile. and The infant, who is identified only as Nazia, was in critical condition following the two-hour operation at the Children's Hospital at Pakistan. you imagine being in that fucking children's hospital with the chickens running up and down? (laughs) imagine what kind of scene that is? In a place where they fight carts and kill each other? In Islamabad and Zahir Abbasi, head of plastic surgery at the hospital, uh, who led the operation, said the case was the first he was aware of in Pakistan of fetus in fetu, where a fetus grows inside of an, another one in the womb. It's extremely rare to have two fetuses being discovered inside another, Abbasi told Jester Radio, adding that he did not know what caused the medical abnormality. Basically, it's a case of triplets, but two of the siblings grew in the other. Baby came from Abbottabad, about 30 miles north of Islamabad. She's the fifth child of a woman in her 30s, who was at the hospital to be with her daughter. Her father works in the Arabian Gulf. Abbasi said surgeons removed the two partially grown fetuses, totaling about two pounds that had died at four months. So the kid had two fetuses, two dead fetuses, rotting away inside of it. You know, you were saying that... That that happened to me one time. (laughs) You were saying that that shit only happens over there. But what do we have that other people don't? We have aliens... And we have religious TV stations. Everybody's got aliens. We just are the only ones who are brave enough to talk. And they got aliens in Mexico, by the way. <laughs> they got a shitload of UFO sightings. More UFO sightings in Mexico than the United States. They got some good dope down there, don't they? they that's true. Who are usually the people that see that shit anyway? People that are out in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. When they're all awake, of course. <laughs> so you know they're wasted eating fucking Cheetos. Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> or Cheetoros or whatever they're called. Casper Weinberger, who oversaw the Pentagon's biggest peacetime spending increase, this fucking cocksucker. This was a co- this was a stupid cocksucker. Or motherfucker. Stupid motherfucker. He oversaw the Pentagon's biggest peacetime spending increase 
as President Reagan's defense secretary and was later indicted for his role in the Iran-Contra affair, died today. He was 88 years old. You may remember the Iran-Contra incident uh, back in the late 80s where, um, you know, basically President Reagan went to the American people and said, listen, these poor people in South America, they're fighting against these dictators, and we should send folks down there and help them out and overthrow the dictatorship. And everybody in the United States said, mm, no. <laughs> There's fucking 400 dictatorships around the country, and just because you, know, you have a fucking deal with those people down there doesn't mean we want to start another fucking Vietnam. So he said, okay, I hear you, and then he went and did it anyway as a secret behind Americans' back. It was a secret war. Hmm. And this cocksucker, Casper um, Weinberger, was in charge of the whole fucking thing. Weinberger was hospitalized in Bangor, Maine, with a high fever and pneumonia brought on by age, according to his son, Casper Weinberger Jr. He left the U.S. Armed Forces stronger, our country safer, and the world more free, said Donald Rumsfeld, who's right in his fucking alley. Weinberger served as President Nixon's budget director, was given the nickname Cap the Knife for his efforts to slash government spending, yet Weinberger's best-known role may have been as Reagan's defense secretary, where the classic Cold Warrior presided over a cumulative $2 trillion in military spending. Determined to ensure U.S. strategic strength to counter the Soviet Union, Weinberger pushed Congress to fund such programs as the Strategic Defense Initiative, which you may recall was actually known in the press as the Star Wars defense system, where we were going to build a grid um, over the United States so that we can detect any incoming bombs and blast them out of the sky before they... The SDI program. SDI. Yep. Which was all designed by Aldrich Saucier, whose son, Aldrich Saucier Jr., worked for me for, really? 12, for, for many years. Wow. He was the whistleblower there. It was also during his time that reports surfaced of excesses at the Pentagon from $600 toilet seats to $400 hammers, famous... Uh, $400 hammer story. Cartoonists had a field day portraying Weinberger with toilet seats around his neck. In a February 10th, 1986 interview with the Washington Post, Reagan defended his defense secretary. That's the same price that TWA and Delta and United pay. It's a molded cover for the entire toilet system. And yes, it does cost that much. Whatever. $800 toilet seat. Supporters contended the defense buildup helped caused the collapse of the Soviet Union. His legacy is strong and free America. And for this and for a lifetime of selfless service, a grateful nation thanks him, former First Lady Nancy Reagan said today. A lifelong Republican, Weinberger's early interest in politics and government sparked was sparked by his father, a lawyer, and led him eventually to the Pentagon and the White House. Dead, yeah, at, uh, huh? dead at 88 years old, Casper Weinberger Sr. What's that? Said uh, lawyers and politicians, huh? We're about them. Toss them in the same mix, pretty much the same. Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, I tell you, I was really upset at my lawyer one time. I walked into a bar. And I just fucking, you know, like walked in. A couple of my friends were standing around. I sat down at the table and I just shouted out, you know, all lawyers are assholes. Really loud. <laughs> And some guy fucking stands up on the other side of the bar and he says, you know, I take offense to that. I said, why? Are you a lawyer? He said, no, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I was five and she was six and we rode on horses made of sticks. Share before she sucked. 
on Jester Radio. Don't fuck with that dial. It gets good. Starting right now. Why did he desert in my hour of 
seems to me that there are more hearts broken in the world that can't be mended, left unattended. What do we do? What do we do? over the years and whatever else that appears I remember I cried when my father died never wishing to hide the tears and at 65 years old my mother God rest her soul couldn't understand why the only man she had ever loved had been taken leaving her to start with her heart so badly broken despite encouragement from me no words were ever spoken when she passed away I cried and cried all day, alone again, naturally. Gilbert O'Sullivan on Jester Radio. Unbelievable fucking tune. When, what year was that song? You're asking me. I mean, seriously, come on. That was a one-hit wonder in the United States. There was a... Uh, um, Gilbert O'Sullivan Sullivan had a big career in the UK. That was in 1972. That's oh. new. That's in the new. <laughs> but I've gotten around to that one. Share before that bang, bang. You're tuned into the ravings of a clown on Jest Radio this Tuesday, March the 28th, the year of our Lord, 2006. Uncle Jay said the neighbor in the Jest Radio chat room, please stand by. Stop by. Don't stand by. <laughs> stop by the Jest Radio chat room and throw your two shekels into the thick of the fray. The only requirement, of course, being... You must chat. You have to have a pair. You have to have a pair. If you're a chicken shit, because the only reason I say that is because the folks can be kind of rough in there, wouldn't you say? Very Sometimes opinion. folks are a little yeah. rough. Sid the Neighbor, the world famous Sid the Neighbor, his name is spoken in over 130 countries each and every evening. He can be especially good. But he's, he's easy on the, new, on the newbies. He's pretty nice to me. But I he's a son of a bitch <laughs> at his heart. <laughs> Don't let that uh, cool, you know, uh, northern exterior fool you. <laughs> He's tough as nails, that boy. 
Hey, I forgot to uh, tell you something. Go ahead. You know who Ron White is, obviously. I do? You know, he did that uh, show, You Can't Fix Stupid. Is he a comedian? Yeah. You know, like Larry the He's Kid a hillbilly guy. comedian? He's one of those four. He's one of the traveling hillbillies? Foxworthy, uh, Ron White, um, Larry the Cable Guy, and then whatever the other guy's name is. I know the other guy's name. What's the other guy's name? He's the one that says, here's your sign. That's right. That's right. What's his name? (laughs) Here's your sign, guy. Here's your sign. Here's your sign. (laughs) But uh, Ron White, he was doing a skit, uh, You Can't Fix Stupid. Right. And I busted up laughing about three quarters of the way into it. Bill Bill Engvall. That's right. Bill Engvall. So he finishes a little line. I don't remember what it was. Right. Of course. And then all of a sudden he said, we'll send him coupons. <laughs> Beg pardon? We'll send him coupons. Coupons. Oh, really? <laughs> we'll send him coupons. Is that why you keep fucking saying that stupid coupon no. joke? No. When he was saying it, I was thinking of the Chester show, you know? I'm thinking, Everybody hey, copies man. us, <laughs> Like, man. come on. You know We're that. out there. He used us. You know that everybody's copying us. Man, I fucking hear that shit every fucking day for seven years. <laughs> it's just now starting to piss you off? No, no, no. Didn't piss me off. Like it's, I said, I cracked up It's laughing. not because, it's not even that the fucking uh, talent listens to us. It's their fucking niggers who listen to us. The producers. And then they steal all our shit. That's the way it's been going for years, man. Sometimes I'd publish the... We used to uh, show our playlist, like what was coming up for like the next day. And then the same day, we would see the same shit on the satellite radio stations. Those classic rock stations. Exact same fucking playlist. So, you know, in case you were asking yourself, where do those guys at the, you know, those those 24-year-old kids working at the satellite radio stations, where do they get the fucking amazing playlists? <laughs> they just fucking go to jesteradio.com. Tourists and scientists were gathering. By the way, you're tuned into the Roofings of Acclaim this Tuesday, March the 28th, the year of our Lord, 2006. Coming up the next hour, Jester Trivia, Jester Trivia IA. Put on your thinking caps. This one's a toughie, right? Yeah, this one's going to be super tough because I'm sick and tired of Sydney. Apparently, Sydney uh, has some kind of skill with Google or something (laughs) where he's got like, you know, rock guides, you know, like rock. uh, He's got the Rolling Stone rock guide. Not that we use only trivia from that. We have a vast library, wouldn't you say? Indeed. It's just a a walk-in library of rock and roll memorabilia and literature that we draw upon for our trivia and our own knowledge. Sid's probably with Google, like uh, that guy, Talak, Talak, Talak. No, don't say it! (laughs) No. Now your wife's got to marry some other guy. (laughs) Tourists and scientists were gathering at spots around the world for a solar show, the first total eclipse in years which will sweep northeast from Brazil to Mongolia, Blotting out the sun. Good thing that we're being carried in Mongolia, so some of those folks have actually <laughs> d- won't be you know, panicking when they see the sun blotted out tomorrow. It's going to blot out the sun across uh, swaths of the world's poorest lands. Wednesday's eclipse will blot, will blot out the sun in highly populated areas, including West Africa. Holy shit, there's going to be the shit's going gonna, to hell. The shit's going to hit the fan. <laughs> three weeks. Government <laughs> scrambled to educate people. Government scrambled to educate people. Didn't they know this eclipse was coming like for several hundreds of years? They just now scrambled. It always surprises me. Like whenever I go into the post office, 
around Christmas, there's like a two-hour line. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And you get up to the guy, and you just say, complain, man, this sucks waiting online. He goes, hey, it's Christmas. I'm like, yeah, didn't you hear <laughs> about this coming? Didn't you know for the past 250 years we've had this little Christmas thing? So and that's, since that's where you make 73% of your money, maybe you'd want to fucking put on 12 more fucking lines <laughs> and, and hire like 80% more fucking people. Yeah, I know it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Stupid you fucking know it's Christmas? <laughs> Stupid, Stupid motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> Government scrambled to educate people about the dangers of looking at the eclipse without proper eye protection. <laughs> in Togo, authorities imported hundreds of thousands of pairs of those special glasses that consumers cleared rapidly from the shelves in the capital. But villagers in the interior won't have access to the eyewear, and officials called on them to stay the fuck home. Please do not go out. Keep your children indoors on Solar Eclipse Day, Togo's minister uh, for health said in a message broadcast on state TV. Night will turn into day in the eclipse's route, and a corona will glow around the edges of the moon as it comes between the earth and the sun. But the corona's light can burn your eyes. In Ghana, where the effect will be particularly visible, people were spending about a buck, 80 cents, euro for solar shades which are paper-rimmed glasses with dark plastic lenses that resemble eyewear used for viewing those 3D movies. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Those paper yeah. glasses. Crowds were anticipated in prime viewing points, among them Accra, the capital of Ghana, and in Turkey and in India and Ghana, University of Cape Coast will broadcast the eclipse on the Internet. So if you want to check that out, tune in to the uh, University of the Cape Coast Get yourself in Ghana. Glasses and make sure you don't look at it no, it's okay if it's on the computer, you bonehead. <laughs> you don't need the glasses for the computer. I don't think you need the glasses. No, period. I don't. You, you, you fucking need them. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> What's what the, the matter with you? You don't think so? Is this like a government every attempt to overcome eclipse, their Every eclipse, millions of fucking uh, bunny rabbits go blind from the <laughs> eclipse. It's true because when you look at the corona of an eclipse, just the glow outside the edge, right. that corona has all the power of the sun, but you can look directly at it without, so your eye can get fooled into thinking you can stare at it. Normally, you can't just stare at the sun. I do. <laughs> What's it's, wrong like, with that? it's like talking to a brick wall. I agree. Sometimes it is. What's Tens of thousands of uh, tourists were expected along the Turkish Mediterranean coast, astronomers, <clears throat> Excuse me. From NASA and Britain's Royal Institute of Astronomy also are going to an ancient Roman amphitheater in, Tur in Turkey to view the phenomenon. Man, I'd pay extra for that. What? To see it at an ancient fucking Roman amphitheater in Turkey? That's got to be cool. Somebody should be running a tour for that. I mean, it's too late now. I don't know. What time is it? We can get to the airport. <laughs> you know, I think they, uh, they have a little um, paragraph in manuals when he first started retail jobs. And they say, always look out for the sucker. And I think you qualify in this little category. That you Dude, pay you extra are such money. a cynic. You're an idiot. You imagine <laughs> going to fucking Turkey. Have you ever been to Turkey, first of all? It's no, an exquisite haven't. country. Right. It's a magical, I've seen, I've seen magical, magical country. And an, an ancient Roman amphitheater in Turkey? That's got to be pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> have you ever been to like any ancient ruins? Have you ever yes, been I have. west of Ohio? Yes, I have. I lived in Germany for 10 years. 
and the schools they they uh, encourage for children to go out on a lot of tours. So you see monastery ruins, castle ruins. You get the story behind the land and everything. You know, I'm so sick of your bullshit. But I want to start trying to sell you anything and everything I can come up with. I can make a buck selling you some. Moon, <laughs> is, go to Burger King. Moon is expected to first begin blocking out the sun in the morning in Brazil before the path of greatest blockage migrates to Africa, then on to Turkey and up to Mongolia, where it will fade out with the sunset. Superstition will follow around the world as it has for generations. One Indian newspaper advised pregnant women not to go outside during the eclipse to avoid having a blind baby or having one with a cleft lip. You can be born with a cleft lip because your mother was outside during an eclipse. Food cooked before the eclipse should be thrown out afterwards because it's going to be impure from all the impurities of the eclipse. And those who are holding a knife or an axe during the eclipse will cut themselves, <laughs> according to the Hindustan Times. Oh, my God. <clears throat> so apparently, if you're just standing there holding a knife out like at arm's length and the eclipse happens, you just cut yourself. <laughs> All right, we're going to test that. Right? <laughs> we got to try <laughs> we gotta that. Try we got to fucking try that, man. We'll stand on the third floor. That's <laughs> unbelievable. We'll get on the roof. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Hold it out. I can't stop myself. I'm going to cut myself. <laughs> Four burgers at uh, this uh, neighborhood uh, Burger King cost George Bean $4,334.33. You heard me. Bean ordered two Whopper Juniors and two Rodeo Cheeseburgers when he pulled up to the drive-thru window last Tuesday. The cashier, however, forgot that she'd already entered $4.33 on his debit card, and she punched in the numbers again without erasing the original ones. So it came out to $4,334.33 she charged to his oh, man. debit card. The electronic charge went through to George and Pat Bean's Bank of America checking account and left the couple penniless. Their mortgage payment was due. They worried checks that they had written would bounce. We were thinking, no, not now. Of the overage, Terry Woody, the restaurant manager, said Burger King officials tried to get the charge refunded, but the bank said the funds were on a three-day hold and could not be released. Now, that's some kind of horseshit. They make a mistake like that that could cost these people their credit rating, mm -hmm. and they say, oh, sorry, can't help you. The manager should have stuck his fucking hand in the till and given them $4,000 to tide them over. That would have been the right thing to do. People just don't. In people that? just don't fucking do the right thing. You know, we're gonna follow this story. There's no lawsuit yet, but there will be. There will be. Oh yeah. People are gonna go kaching. Big fucking deep pockets. Yep. You know, these are the fucking lawsuits that need to be thrown out. Yep. I mean, people do make mistakes. Right. He said the re they, they tried to get the uh, refunds, but they're ho held on a three-day hold. The hold is designed to prevent customers from spending money that they no longer have available in their accounts and to allow the bank to confirm a transaction is legitimate before transferring the funds. Burger King did not charge the beans for their meal, so they saved that 4 bucks and 33 cents. <laughs> and the couple did get their $4,334.33 back on Friday. For those three days, those were the most expensive value burgers in history, Pat Bean said. Incredible. <laughs> Four grand, man, for a couple of burgers. That's the, de that's the hazard of living in the fucking modern age, huh? You know, if it was the old days where you were paying somebody off in Copex, you know? 
<laughs> you didn't accidentally give him 4,000 when you meant to give him four. Kopex. <laughs> it took long enough to count that one, two. You couldn't accidentally. Yeah, Kopex. Where, 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 what's that from? I'm thinking tampons, man. No, co- <laughs> not Kotex. <laughs> Kopex are the currency of Russia. Russia, where my people come from. Your people? Yeah, my people. You have people? I got people. <laughs> Everybody's got people, you fucking bonehead. <laughs> you got people. I got people. Your people were the Huns. <laughs> Attila was your great uncle Attila. <laughs> hey, you're listening to the Rovings of Acclaim. Coming up this hour, Jester Radio Trivia. It's Tuesday, March the 28th, the year of our Lord, 2006. Virgil Kane is my name. And I drove on the Danville train till Stoneman's Cavalry came and tore up the tracks again. In the winter of 65, we were hungry, yet barely alive. And by May the 10th, Richmond had fell. It's a time I remember. Oh, so well. Joan Baez on Jester Radio. Virgil Kane is my name And I drove on the Danville train Till so much cavalry came And tore up the tracks again In the winter of 65 We were hungry, just barely alive I took the train to Richmond that fell It was a time I remember oh so There goes the Robert E. Lee Now I don't mind I'm chopping wood And I don't care If the money's no good Just take what you need And leave the rest But they should never Have taken the very best But night They drove this down And all the bells People were singing, they went Like my father before me I'm a working man And like my brother before me I took a rebel stand Well, he was just 18, proud and brave But a Yankee laid him in his grave I swear by the blood below my feet You can't raise the cane back up When 
much does it cost? I'll buy it. The time is all we've lost. I'll try it. And he can't even run his own life. I'll be damned if you run mine. Sunshine, sunshine, go away today. I don't feel much like dancing. Some man's gone, he's tried to run my life. Working starts to make me wonder where the fruits of what I do are going. He says in love and war all is fair, but he's got cards he ain't showing. How much does it cost? I'll buy it. The time is all we've lost. I'll try it, and he can't even run his own life. I'll be damned if you run mine. Sunshine, sunshine, come on back another day. I promise you, I'll be singing. This old world, she's gonna turn around. Brand new bells will be ringing. Working starts to make me wonder where the fruits of what I do are going. He says in love and war all is fair, but he's got cards he ain't showing. Jonathan Edwards, DJ turned one time wonder and sunshine. Mason Williams before that in the incredible classical gas. John Baez started that set with the night they drove old Dixie down. And you're tuned in to the Ravings of a Clown this Tuesday, March the 28th, the year of our Lord, 2006. Hanging behind the glass with Lord of Sin. And now let me ask you something, Lord. Yep. A lot of people accuse me of reading these lyrics. You heard me talk into uh, The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. Right. And did you see me use any printed lyrics? Well, if I answer yes... <laughs> <laughs> than you would do to me what you do to Bob the Engineer. So Not only that, <laughs> you dickhead. No, but you of know course damn not. well I didn't. Of course and not. And you know that you, you sit here do. night after night and you witness the, what would you say, the unfathomable breath of my memory for song lyrics? It's, it's amazing. Is that a good it's, description? Yeah, that's excellent. I've been studied, as you <laughs> very well imagine. <laughs> And it has been Darwin. determined. Beg your pardon. In Darwin, Darwinism, they study you. No, Dar they did not. Darwinism, dickhead. No, I've been studied, and I. It has been determined that I have memorized the full lyric, that is the entire words, to over two thousand songs. Wow, something something very terrible is going on up there. Something really scary. What were you exposed to when you were younger? And yet I fucking, uh, you know, can't tell you what I had for breakfast today. Or whether I even had breakfast. That's your short-term memory. We all know why that's not there. <laughs> Half-ton pickup truck used in the award-winning uh, Gay West and Brokeback Mountain is up for sale. By the way, um, coming up this hour, Jester Radio Trivia IA. Put your thinking caps on. If you win, something incredible happens to you. Matthew Kennedy said he bought the black 1950 GMC truck last year 
at an auction of vehicles used in the movie because he liked its looks and only decided to sell it when he realized the amount of tension the film had been garnering. He's a Canadian high school student. He hopes that the proceeds will pay his way through college. Movie was getting a bit bigger, a lot bigger, and I thought I could sell it and put away the money for school, he said. Kennedy's eBay description of the vehicle says it was driven by Jack Twist, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, when he meets Ennis Del Mar, played by Heath Ledger, at the start of the film. The bidding has reached 15000 so far, about double the $8,000 starting price, fueled by the ties to the film. So it's going to be like a homo prize to win this car, because it was in Brokeback Mountain. Speaking of prizes, the 10-year-old winner of a children's poetry competition had to hand back her prize money Uh after newspaper readers noticed that her poem was the work of a well-known writer. (laughs) It's a mini-drama for her. She didn't realize it had been written by somebody else, member of the competition jury said today. She didn't realize. Oh. (laughs) She thought she had written it, and by golly, it was written by somebody else. Started as a school project, was followed by many events. Probably she just forgot. In other words, she passed it off in class as her own. She never thought it would get up to this level. Right. That her teacher, it's bad enough that her parents don't check her shit, but her teacher is such a fucking bonehead (laughs) that she didn't care. She went, oh, what a beautiful poem. We should enter that in the contest. The little girl went, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Parents of primary school pupil Fiake. Agreed to give back the 125 euro or $150 in real money prize. And the, the jury admitted that it should have recognized the work of the children's author, Francine Uman, earlier. It should have known. So even the, the board, this poetry board, didn't fucking recognize it. It was somebody else who recognized it. So the, that wrote it. The, the kid didn't fucking, you know, of course, just plagiarize the poem she got in a book. Her parents that doesn't check her shit to make sure she's not submitting plagiarized shit. Teacher didn't know and submitted it to this fucking contest. The jury on the contest didn't fucking know, and they published it. <laughs> California man in the process of getting a divorce said today that he's suing the popular online dating service that barred him from joining until his marriage was officially over. Apparently this, you see these commercials on TV morning, noon, and night for eHarmony mm-hmm. with that onion. Mm-hmm. This is why I founded eHarmony. Because true love, you will find true love in the people that you meet and have a free personality analysis. <laughs> you, know which, you, know the, you know the ads I'm talking about? Yeah, Absolutely. They're suing this fucking website. He's a fucking onion, isn't he? (laughs) They're suing this fucking website because you can't join the website if you're officially married. The guy's broken up with the other with the wife. They live separately. He wants to fucking start getting on with his life. Took me three years to get divorced. I know how long it can take to get an official fucking divorce. But eHarmony says no, 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 no. So he's suing them. Now, I think they're stupid to block people from joining. Of course. But on the other hand, I think they could be, should be able to do whatever the fuck they want to do. It's a private company. That's a tough one. John Klassen, 36-year-old lawyer, said that he's ready to resume dating, but maintains that the Pasadena, California-based agency eHarmony is violating his civil rights. <laughs> civil rights. By not letting him use its service before his divorce is official. Now, come on. <laughs> 
You don't have the you don't have a constitutional right to belong to eHarmony. <laughs> it's not a public <laughs> service. It's not a fucking uh, 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 government sponsored service. It's a private company. The Oakland, California-based lawyer said that he's asking the state judge to end eHarmony's policy of only admitting unmarried people to its dating service. There's lots of people out there in my situation who would like to move on, but under these policies can't, Claussen said. The company, which, by the way, noticed Claussen, John Claussen, obviously a Nazi. <laughs> the company, which advertises that it's dedicated to helping serious singles build lasting relationships, did not return calls for, for comment. <laughs> they said, Jester, what? <laughs> they never called back. Claussen said that his lawsuit is based on the state law requiring businesses to disregard a person's marital status in the provision of their services. So you, there's a state law in California that you can't walk into a store and fucking ask for, you know, a bag of chewing tobacco, and they can't ask you if you're married or not in order to serve you. So that's the same thing with the whorehouses in L.A. They have to service you regardless of whether or not you're married. Wash away your heartache, wash away your pain on the road to Shambhala. Three Dog Night on Jest Radio. Don't touch that dial.
Shipley on Jess Radio, one toke over the line. Sitting downtown in a railway station, waiting for the train that goes home, sweet and merry. Hoping that the train is on time. <laughs> so there was a couple of little slips in there. Sweet Mary, of course, refers to marijuana. And one toke over the line, I guess the folks that... The the uh, the guys in the suits didn't know what that word meant when they let Brewer and Shipley make that record. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they would not have gotten away with it. Three Dog Night before that, Shambhala, you tuned into the Ravings of a Clown this Tuesday, March the 28th, the year of our Lord, 2003. Time now for Jester Radio Trivia. Yeah, be the first one to get the correct answer into trivia at re- uh, jesterradio.com. And something very special. <laughs> You're about to do what I did last time at trivia at jesterradio.com. 
Isn't it? Trivia at JustTheRadio.com? Yep. So what did you do last time? Got it all fucked up. Holy shit. <laughs> it was so wasted. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's 1972, so let's go back, turn the calendar back. You might want to take notes, because this one's going to be hard. So Sid, the neighbor, will not get this. <laughs> Good luck, Sid. This one you just have to know. So let's go back to mid-April, 1972. You with me, or are you again me? I'm again you. you. And this young fellow, I won't say who, just yet, has released his most controversial single. And I'm not going to tell you the name of it either. And the song actually reaches number 57 on the Billboard Hot 100, despite the fact that every single radio station in the entire country refused to play it. <laughs> name that artist and name that song. It reached number 57 on Billboard's Top 100 in April, mid-April of 1972, and it was banned on every radio station in America. Be the first one to get the correct answer in through trivia at justradio.com. And something very, very cool happens to you. Did you ever have to make up your Did mind? Did you ever have to make up your mind? And pick up on one and leave the other behind. It's not often easy and not often kind. Did you ever have to make up your mind? Did you ever have to finally decide? And say yes to one and let the other one ride. There's so many changes. You must hide Did you ever have to finally decide Sometimes there's one with big blue eyes Cute as a bunny With hair down to here And plenty of money And just when you think She's that one in the world Your heart gets stolen By some massive little girl And then you know you better make up your mind And pick up on one And leave the other behind not often easy and not often kind. Did you ever have to make up your mind? Oh, 
beginning to think that I'm wasting time. I don't understand the things I do. The world outside looks so unkind. And I'm counting on you to carry me through. Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. You've given me. I want you to know I believe in your song, in rhythm and rhyme and harmony. You've helped me along, making me strong. Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. for the joy that you've given me I want you to know I believe in your song and rhythm and rhyme and harmony you've helped me along making me strong Dobie Gray on Jest Radio and the original uh, Drift Away from 1973 Love and Spoonful from 1966 did you ever have to make up your mind sometimes you really dig a girl the moment you kiss her and then you get distracted by her older sister <laughs> <laughs> and then walks her father and takes you in line and said, you better go home, son, and make up your mind. <laughs> and then you bet you better finally decide. Say yes to one and let the other one ride. There's so many changes and tears you must hide. Did you ever have to finally decide? Love and Spoonful on Jest Radio. You tuned into the ravings of a clown this Tuesday, March the 28th. The year of our Lord, 2002, mid-April, 1972. Controversial uh, single from this uh, solo artist. Reached 57 on the Billboard's Top 100, despite the fact that it was banned on virtually every radio station in America. Name the artist and the song. 
Be the first one to get it into trivia at jesterradio.com and something very cool happens to you. China, which is marking 2006 as the year of Italy, has denounced comments by Italian Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi that the Chinese under Mao Zedong used to boil babies. He takes offense at that. <laughs> We're dissatisfied with this groundless talk, China's foreign ministry said. In a statement faxed to Reuters uh, today, words and deeds by Italian leaders should benefit the stability and development of friendly relations between China and Italy. Don't mention the boiling babies, for God's sake. <laughs> you know what they could do to them? <laughs> the little island of Italy. China. <laughs> Berlusconi has been accused of being obsessed with the communist threat in Italy said on Sunday that the communists have a history of boiling babies. <laughs> oh, sure, everybody knows they're boiling the babies. <laughs> it's a look in your history books. <laughs> they all do it. They eat the cats and they eat the babies. <laughs> Go and read the black book on communism and you'll find that under Mao, uh, under Mao Zedong's China, they didn't eat babies but boiled them to fertilize the fields, he said at a rally. What? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking the president of fucking Italy, Berlusconi. I mean, uh, the foreign ministry. That's like the kind of shit you talk has about. Has going around saying just... that. Sure, everybody knows under Mao Zedong they boil the babies in China. You know, it's like um, when the fucking Ruskies visited the White House and the and the wife of uh, of you know what's his name, the guy who had the map of Albania on his forehead. <laughs> what was his name? I know it's the, the prime minister of Russia. His wife said to Mrs. Reagan, like secretly, that they were trying to poison her and her husband. <laughs> Nancy Reagan was like, "Uh huh, okay, okay. security." <laughs> See ya. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy folks. So yeah, they boil it at babies. London's rambunctious mayor, another fucking outspoken kook, already fighting suspension for comparing a Jewish journalist to a concentration camp guard, landed in fresh hot water today for likening the United States ambassador to a chiseling little crook. Mayor Ken Livingstone has been quarreling with the U.S. Embassy since last year. It's so nice when the mayor of the city has been having an ongoing fight with the United States ambassador when it announced that it would not pay the congestion charge fee imposed on cars entering the city center. The embassy says the charge is a tax and that diplomats are immune under the treaty. Livingston says that the charge, one of his flagship policies, by the way, is a road toll, which diplomats do have to pay. It would actually be quite nice if the American ambassador in Britain could pay the charge like everybody else, and not skive out of it like some chiseling little crook, he said <laughs> on TV. Livingstone's pugnacious streak has helped him make one of Britain's most popular politicians, but his big mouth has landed him into big trouble. The Standards Board for England, little-known body that hears complaints against local government, ordered him suspended for four weeks last month after he compared a Jewish reporter to a concentration camp guard. And a German war criminal. <laughs> the suspension due this month was postponed pending an appeal. Since then, he's already angered other Jewish groups again by saying that two Indian-born Jewish billionaire property developers should go back to Iran and try their luck with the Ayatollahs. <laughs> he don't like them Jews. Bob Neal, leader of the opposition conservative party group in the Greater London Assembly, said... 
The remarks about the U.S. ambassador prove the mayor is an embarrassment. This is the latest in a long line of offensive, offhand, and irrational remarks, he said. In a statement, Livingstone needs to show respect for the office he holds. As for the dispute over the charge, embassy spokesman Rick Roberts said the U.S. State Department considers it settled. It's just not going to pay. Remember that, uh, you know, that song, um, uh, The Convoy? Big man, this is a rubber duck. We just ain't going to pay no toll. <laughs> and we crashed the gates doing 98 and said, let them truckers roll 10-4. It's been thoroughly reviewed by our lawyers in the United States. He said, it's just not the United States. We weren't even the first to object to the tax. Other missions have refused to pay it before us. We pay the tolls. We pay the parking fines. When I take the bridge to Wales, I pay the bridge tolls. But this is a tax. Livingstone has blamed the U.S. decision not to pay the charge on the arrival of a new ambassador, Richard Tuttle, millionaire car dealership owner, Republican fundraiser, and Bush family friend. But embassy spokesman Robert said the decision to stop paying was taken before Tuttle arrived last July. That's completely wrong, and the mayor knows better. He knows that this was put into effect on July 1st last year, and the new ambassador wasn't even sworn in until July 14th. Oh, wow. You imagine these guys nitpicking back and forth about this fee? They're spending more of the taxpayers' money bitching about it than the fucking whole fee is altogether. What a bunch of clowns. Jeez. Prick-waving contests. This is what they're spending your hard-earned tax dollars on. Uh, Mid-April 1972, this is your Jester Trivia this evening. Um, a uh, controversial single from a solo artist reached number 57 on the Billboard Hot 100, despite the fact that it was banned on every radio station in the United States of America. You're tuned into the ravings of the clown. You know, sometimes I like to go out to the park, watch the kids playing, you know. You know what I'm talking about? No. Well, listen. Well, here's my story. Just listen. <laughs> and you'll hear. <laughs> Don't touch that doll. You're tuned into the ravings of a clown on Jester. One month ago today. I was happy as a lark But now I go for walks To the movies Maybe to the park I have a seat on the same old bench To watch the children play <laughs> You know tomorrow is their future But for me Just another day They all gather around me <laughs> They seem to know my name we laugh, tell a few jokes, but it still doesn't ease my pain. I know I can't hide from a memory, though day after day I've tried. I keep saying she'll be back, but today again I've lied. Oh, I see her face everywhere I go, on the street, and even at the picture show, have you seen her?
And promises of someday 
the seasons, they go round and round, and the days the ponies go up and down. We're captive on the carousel of time. We can't return, we can only look behind from where we came and go. Sixteen summers gone now. Cartwheels turn to car wheels through the town, and they tell him, "Take your time, it won't be long now." Till you drag your feet too slow, the circles down. The seasons they go round and round, and the pains of ponies go up and down. We're captive on the carousel of We can't return. We can only look behind from where we came. Dreams and plenty before the last revolving year is through, and the seasons they go round and round, and the painted ponies go up and down. We're captive on a carousel of Behind from where we came, and go round and round and round in the circle again, and go round and round and round in the circle again. The years spin by, and now the boy is twenty, though his dreams have lost. Some grandeur coming true. There'll be newer dreams, and maybe better dreams, and plenty before the last revolving year is through. And the seasons, they go round and round, and the painted ponies go up and down, and we're captive on the carousel of time. We can't return. We can only look behind from where we came, and go round and round. In the circle game, the unbelievable Joni Mitchell from the Ladies of the Canyon album, 1970. And by the way, if you're a fan of those killer lyrics, stop by the Jester Radio website at www.jesterradio.com and click on lyrics. And not only will you see Joni's lyrics there for the circle game, but you can also listen to the song right there on that web page. If you hang around about 30 seconds. I think it takes, 
you'll hear a lovely uh, version of that actual tune anytime you wish. And you can click on the link on the album cover and purchase that song from uh, Amazon.com. Just doesn't get any more hooked up than that, does it? That goes out to our good bud in Wan Chai, Hong Kong, listening through Pacific Century Cyberworks. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Jest Radio. Before the uh, Joni, we heard from the Shy Lights, Have You Seen Her? That's a great song. It's got you know one of those sections in it where the guy talks. You know where I was zoned out just then. What's that? I was zoned out. You didn't hear the song? No, I was zoned out. Have you seen her? Tell me, have you seen her? Oh yeah. And then he says, uh, "Though day after day I tried, we laugh, tell a few jokes, but it's still not the same." You know, like those songs. Usually, like with the niggers, you know, they like to talk in the middle of the song, get a little dramatic. All right, now, load the music here. I got something to say, <laughs> Kingfish. <laughs> now, look here. I sit on the park bench every day, and I ain't got no woman, see? No pussy. They still do that today. <laughs> still fucking right in the middle yo, of the yo, song. Yo, 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 That's right. Yo, they just bust yo, out and up. start talking. <laughs> because there's something about, you know, being very dramatic in music that makes you want to stop singing for a second. And say, look here. And look here, Kingfish. <laughs> It's 1972. I'm sorry, but I can't do like a real nigger voice without doing the kingfish. <laughs> You're listening to the Rovings of Acclaim this Tuesday, March the 28th, the year of our Lord, 2006. Extra special thanks to the beautiful and special Ms. American Girl, the godmother of the Chester Radio podcast. Sid the Neighbor, the world-famous Sid the Neighbor, his name is spoken in over 130 countries each and every day, Uncle Jay. And my old pal, S. Poe, who stopped by the Jester Radio chat room, Lord of Sin, for hanging with us behind the glass, and to all those that sent in those requests. 1972, uh, in mid-April, a very controversial single came out. It reached number 57 in the Billboard Hot 100, despite the fact that it was banned on every single radio station in America. It still reached number 57 back in April of 1972. We still haven't gotten a correct response to uh, trivia at jesterradio.com. Be the first one to get it in, squeeze it in under the wire. We only got a couple more minutes left. So start squeezing. First find the wire, wherever the wire is, and start squeezing. <laughs> this one goes out to the Poe. You walked into the party like you were walking onto a yacht. Your hat strategically dipped below one eye, and your scarf, it was apricot. And you had one eye in the mirror as you watched yourself gavot. People don't gavot a lot anymore.
just yesterday morning They let me know you were gone Suzanne, the plans they made put an end to you I walked out this morning And I wrote down this song I just can't remember who to send it to I've seen fire and I've seen rain I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you again Won't you look down upon me, Jesus? You gotta help me make a stand You just got to see me through another day My body's aching and my time is at hand I won't make it any other way Whoa, I've seen fire and I've seen rain I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you again Been walking my mind to an easy time My back turned towards the sun Lord knows when the cold wind blows It'll turn your head around Well, there's hours of time on the telephone line To talk about things to come Sweet dreams and flying machines in pieces on the ground Oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you, baby One more time again now Thought I'd see you one more time again There's just a few things coming my way this time around now Thought I'd see you, thought I'd see you right Won't you look down upon me, Jesus You gotta help me make a stand You just, just gotta See me through another day. My body's aching and my time is at hand and I won't make it any other way. I've seen fire and I've seen rain and I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. But I always thought that I'd see you one more time again. James Taylor on Jester Radio, the yin to his yang, the pro to his con, the <laughs> the bacon to his lettuce and tomato. Carly Simon, before that, you're so vain, which everybody says is about Hugh Hefner, but she's never come out and said it. I hear you went up to Saratoga and your horse naturally won and you flew your 
Learjet onto Nova Scotia to see the total eclipse of the sun. You're where you should be all the time, and when you're not, you're with some underworld spy or the wife of a close friend. (laughs) (laughs) You're so vain, you probably think this song is about you. Carly Simon on Jester Radio. You've been listening to the Rovings of Acclaim this Wednesday, March the toward this Tuesday, March the twenty eighth, the year of our Lord, two thousand six. Bob the Engineer has asked me to remind you that if you've missed any portion of this evening's broadcast, it will be recast at two AM and then uh, the following day at two PM, all times Eastern. Check your local listings or just do the fucking math. <laughs> <laughs> If it's if it's um, if it's two two a.m. in New York, what time is it in Germany? Eight a.m. It's eight a.m. in 8 Europe. A.m. London. So, Greenwich Mean Time. Greenwich. <laughs> so otherwise, just do the math. Australia is fifteen hours. Whatever. <laughs> Serious dude. The, the Hong Kong guy, he's got to be going, motherfucker, li- how listen- the hell did he know? They're listening in Scotland, though. What time is right. it there? Yeah, same thing. It's we haven't done our geostats in a while. Why don't we take five a look hours. at our geostats? Five hours to what? Five hours to us. They're forward. To where? From New York to Scotland. Scotland? How do you five, know? And I think, because they're really uh, west on the Isles. Or north, they are north. So Speak, six hours. Speaking yeah. of which, we have special shout-outs this evening to whom? The lady from my poker world. That's her uh, little chat handle. <clears throat> what? What is it? The lady? Yeah, the lady. Did she send you naked pictures of her yet? I'm working on it. She's in the... What does it take? She's about 24, 25 years old. So that's right in the pocket there. Yeah, that's right. She sounds uh, <clears throat> incredibly sexy. You spoke to her on the phone? No. <clears throat> they have this thing she now. She sounds intelligent, let's put it that way. They have this thing now called Skype, you know, where you can talk for free over the internet. That's right. You just need a little headset action. And it's uh, free, unlimited talking voice. They say the quality is better than uh, a, a, a landline telephone. Fuck with, yeah. like, zero latency if you have a decent broadband connection, which I know, of course, you do. I need to get that uh, that wine glass. Special shout-outs to the what? Fuck the fuck you, fuck me. Fuck you, fuck me. Where'd you get wine glass from? Remember I'm not putting that wine glass, glass anywhere near my dick. You remember that? I don't get what you said. You just did a story on it a couple of weeks ago. About what? those internet... Uh, oh, the wine, the wine glasses. Glass. That was very so cool. So that it feels more... That's true. You should hook up a pair of those wine glasses with the lady. That'd be sweet. And put it one over your dick. So you gotta, like, Also, do... shout-outs to all those tuned in this evening from the United States, Canada, Germany... United Kingdom, Australia, France. By the way, all those frogs listening, just kidding. <laughs> Antigua and Barbuda. Spain, the Netherlands, Argentina, Malaysia, China, People's Republic of. Likewise to you fellas there <laughs> in China. All the shit that we say about you. We're just kidding. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. <laughs> fuck <In> Japan, <laughs> Fuck you. No, not fuck you individually. That's not true. Because right. we don't know anything about you. That's right. Folks tuned in. So, of course... When we when we mock people by the bunch, we always do it with a little grain of uh, salt, with a with a little tongue in cheek, <laughs> of course, because we realize that all our best buds are all from different parts of the world, and we don't really give a fuck about that. Right. Look at me; I'm the product. My parents were survivors of the Nazi Holocaust, and Lord of Sin, my bud over here, 
my pal, he's comes from a long line of Jew haters <laughs> and Jew murderers. Huns. Your, Huns. His parents were the ones shoveling the Jews into my my grandparents into the ovens. I'm probably more. I don't know how that worked out with the generation <laughs> thing. No, his grandparents were shoveling my grandparents into the ovens. <laughs> well, I don't think so. Screaming schnell. <laughs> schneller, schneller, mach schnell, du Hunde. Schnellen mit de Juden. <laughs> Forget the turnstile, go how, around. How, what? What the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about the turnstile? <laughs> you mental retard. There was no turnstiles to get to the ovens. How do you say hurry with the shoveling of the Jews into the ovens in German? <laughs> no, mach schneller mit den Juden in den Ofen. Juden in the Ofen. Komm. <laughs> Schneller. Schnell. Arschloch. Schultz. <laughs> I see nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. What a great thing to have a character in Hogan's Heroes that just stood around saying, I see nothing. He like represented the entire, you know, Nazi fucking conspiracy right there in one big fat son of a bitch. <laughs> I see nothing. I know nothing. What you talking about? Hey, listen, oh, everybody that guessed the trivia wrong, even Sid the Navier. Um, so what do we do? I don't know if we've ever had tr no winning trivia. Well, let's, let's do we do give a, it away? Do we, do we say what it is? How about we tune in tomorrow evening, and then we'll give you the answer. Uh, You'll have to come back to for some more. Keep them on their toes a little bit. Is that fair? We'll give them like overnight to study up and bone up and see what... How about we do, uh, or you do, an afternoon special of a sword that'll last about an hour, and then... Uh, and cover the trivia? And cover the trivia. Well, we'll think about it. In April, uh, mid-April 1972, one of uh, this young lad's most controversial singles reached number 57 on Billboard's Hot 100, and it was, regardless of the fact that it was banned on every single radio station in the United States. So how it reached, it was a single that reached number 57 on sheer word of mouth. And we're looking for the name of that artist and the name of that single. And if you're the first one to get the correct answer into trivia at justradio.com, then a groovy thing will happen to you. That's my little promise to you. Thanks again for those tuning in, all those sending in their requests. Hope we got them all. Uh, please uh, remember to uh, be impeccable with your word always. Don't take anything personally. It's not about you. Nothing anybody, other, anybody else does is because of you. What others say and do is, a, is a, just a projection of their own reality, their own dream. And when you're immune to the opinions and the actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Don't make assumptions and always, always do your best. That's right. We will meet in that place where darkness never comes. Until that time, Houston. I don't believe it. I'll see you on the radio. Don't touch me. Hey, Ray. Not hey, good night. Tell them who we are. Well, we're big rock singers. We got golden fingers. And we're loved everywhere we go. That sounds like us. We sing about beauty and we sing about truth. At $10,000 a show, right? Take all kind of pills to give us all kind of thrills But the thrill we never know Is the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture On the cover of the Rolling Stone Rolling 
Wanna see my picture on the cover? Wanna buy five copies for my mother? Wanna see my smiling face on the cover of the Rolling Stone? Freaky old lady named a cocaine kitty who embroideries on my jeans. I got my poor old gray-haired daddy driving my limousine. Now it's all designed to blow our minds, but our minds won't really be blown. Not the blow that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Us a better way. We got all the friends that money can buy, so we never have to be alone. And we keep getting richer, but we can't get our picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Wanna see my picture on the cover? Wanna buy five copies for my mother? Wanna see my smiling face? Smiling man, oh, beautiful. 